feel so alone. There's only me in okay. here in the Beta Report Dude. studio. Dude, I'm here. I'm with you always. See, the music starts and there's no one in here. I'm so alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm always... Dude, just look over your shoulder. Like Michael Jackson. I feel like I look over my shoulder. I'm gonna even see. Even when I'm not there, even when I'm not there, I'm there. I'm gonna see Pennywise. <laughs> You're gonna be Pennywise. Yeah, I'm gonna see Pennywise. I feel like I'm gonna see Pennywise right now, dude. <laughs> All scared and stuff, dude. Yes, dude. At least you're not sitting. At least you're not sitting in a car all by yourself in a random New Mexico street. <laughs> uh, you went outside. Like, like I'm doing now. Yes, I went outside, dude. Everybody's all super loud and there's babies crying and it's crazy <laughs> out there, dude. Oh my goodness! Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Beta Report. And for the Beta Report today are the Beta Bros, but one is couple hundred miles away and uh we got uh me jeff the con and jay in new mexico that's why you hear um him kind of weird right now because he's calling in a car by himself in a street in new mexico dude it's scary dude it's <laughs> like i'm just i'm just waiting to see freaking freaking either aliens or like freaking uh some blue mess dealers out here doing something i know dude you'll see this is where it's at find the real i I seriously thought that like all that stuff was super close but everything's far dude like albuquerque from here is like four hours away or something really yeah i'm like tombstone i wanted to go to tombstone too i was like yeah no dude but that mess is like six hours away from here so i'm like dude you need even even freaking area even area dude this is like the worst part of mexico it's like even area 51 is so far from here I mean, you don't want to go there, dude, because you might not come back. Dude, that'd be that'd be a dope story. But if I just drive there right now, and then all of a sudden, like the audio goes away, and you hear like crazy, like clicking sounds. What if they take you and make and do experiments on you? And you come back like an X Men, dude. Dude, imagine that'd be dope. Dude, have like I'm about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. Just go, dude. Just go. In fact, I think. But before that, dude, I think you should go to Albuquerque for reals and throw a pizza up on Walter White's house. Yeah, dude. I heard that's a thing. Like, people yes. actually do that. The, the, and, like, the people, the people are all pissed. Like, the people who own that house. Dude, it's like an, like an old couple. Like, an old, like, two old people. And they're like, why are people throwing pizzas <laughs> on pizzas our house? On <laughs> Please stop throwing pizzas on our house. That's I a, uh, that, yeah, that's a um, Breaking Bad reference, I guess, when he does that in his house. But, yeah, dude, that was a real thing. People were actually doing that. So, that's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's like creepy here though, dude. Because there's like they don't believe in street lights out here, I guess. <laughs> so it's like it's like super dark, dark. Here, dude. Super dark or out here. Yeah, then it's all scary too because there's no freaking like, like you know, there's no there's no lights around, but it's also like super quiet too. It's like it's like that alien covenant quiet, dude, where there's like no birds, oh, no insects, no nothing. It's just like dad, dude. So I'm like, crap, dude. What the heck is happening? <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make this podcast short. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, yeah, dude. We I won't. Wanna, we won't I do our, in, a, in a car in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. We won't do our legendary hour long episodes today. It'll be a, it'll be a quick episode. <laughs> uh, let you spend some time. Jay's on vacation with uh, family out in New Mexico with uh, his uh, in law side of the family. So um, he's enjoying his time out there. Good. I mean, at least you're not in Florida, dude. Yeah, seriously, dude. I know it's tough. Far from it. It was crazy, though, dude. Getting 
coming here though, dude, we had like our phones were were like blowing up, dude, because we would get you know we would cross like certain city lines and like state lines or whatever. So once we got into Arizona, we got flash flood warning. And oh, then really? once we passed the once we passed a certain part of Arizona, we got lightning storm warnings. And then after that, like a little like a you know, like an hour after that or whatever, we started getting a dust storm or sandstorm warning. Because, like our phones would like notify us of all that stuff. So we're like, what the heck? And it's kind of like those for people who have iPhones, and I don't know if the Androids do it too, but when there's like an amber alert when you have that thing on, like it'll just do like a crazy siren sound. So yeah. all of us obviously have all of us here in the car had iPhones. So we would all kind of simultaneously get the same like siren sound on our phones. And it was like telling us a different thing. So getting here was actually pretty cool because there was, uh, you know, you could see the, there was like legit lightning storms. So you can see the lightning out in like the distance or whatever. Um, and uh, it was just kind of lighting up like the whole scenery. So it kind of helped uh, with the drive because it, it, you know, it kind of kept you awake when we were driving like, in the middle of the night or whatever. But, yeah, it was pretty sweet, dude. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of weather, dude. Cool, speaking of weather, man, I, I heard uh, something on the radio yesterday, which was insane to me. Which is like, this can't be real, but it was. They actually was something that was going on. So you know how the uh, Hurricane Irma was, you know, uh, blasting Florida, but before that, um, people in Florida, <laughs> only Florida, dude. We're telling each other that they need to point their fans in the direction of the hurricane to make it blow away. What the heck? No way. Yes, dude. Yes. That, that, that's like a that's like a freaking no, that's not real. That's dude. real, dude. That that was going no. away where people were <laughs> that saying news, that's like dude, people are getting news from like memes now. That that's not real. Someone put that in a meme and <laughs> that it was real, dude. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I've, I've never seen that. Well, see? I didn't even hear of that, but that seems so fake. No, it is, dude. It's real, dude. People were putting, were, were, dude. Come on, it's Florida, dude. If, if, okay, yes, it's fake if you hear it anywhere. But when you hear that it happened in Florida, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it like automatically validates it. Yeah, uh, I believe it. I believe it. Hey, no offense to our friend who lives in uh, Florida, Rick. Ricky, I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and shout out to Ricky. I hope that you're you're okay. You didn't get blown away by by Irma. I hope everything's okay with you. And I know Uno left uh, Florida. Um, you know, he was able to get out, so that's great too. And hopefully, you know, we're all uh, fighting games. But I know that there's people who uh, um, have lost their you know belongings. I'm not sure if, if uh, what what the death toll was, but if people did lose their their families, and you know, our heart goes out to them too. And hopefully, they. Um, get the help they need out there so shout out to ricky hopefully he's okay over there too but it is funny how some people thought that they could do that dude but this is the worst one though let me tell you the other one that i heard it was at the same uh time sheriff had to come out and say um a sheriff dude this is a legit sheriff in in i don't know what county in florida put out uh, a message on i think it's facebook or some kind of social media and said Shooting at the hurricane will not make it change its course. Please stop shooting what? at the hurricane. <laughs> Shut up, dude. No yes, way. Dude. Yes, it's oh real, dude. Yes, man. I, I wish I had the, the name of what county it was. I can't remember. I was on on the way to work today, and I heard the uh, the thing on the news that, that somebody, some sheriff in Florida <laughs> no was saying, that, please don't shoot. 
the uh, the weather. <laughs> Shooting the weather won't won't do anything. Don't shoot the weather. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's insane. Yeah, dude, it's pretty insane, dude. But, America, uh, bro, America, America, dude, America. Yeah. I mean, it could be like some people in Europe are like, "Hey, so how's America doing?" And then other people they're shooting at the weather. Yeah, shooting at the weather, exactly. That's how America's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man. So hey, let's talk about uh, real quick because I know we don't have a lot of time, but let's talk about the uh, the biggest news coming out today. Was it today? It was today, right? Yeah, time. I think so, dude. I saw it today. Yeah, that uh, a few, I think it was last week when Lucasfilm um, announced that Colin Trevorrow, um, if you don't know his name, he's the one who directed Jurassic World, which, which is a huge hit with, with uh, and Chris Pratt. the Book of Henry. <laughs> I know, dude. You know, and I, and I actually saw the trailer for that and I thought it was, hey, it looks interesting. Nope. Yeah. Big old flop. So, yeah, he directed uh, that, which is weird because he directed Jurassic World, which was a huge hit. It was like made a billion dollars or something. It was just amazing. Uh, and it was a good movie and everything, but his follow-up was not received too well, which is that movie, The Book yeah. of Henry. And uh, he, uh, they announced that you know they he departed the project, but I guess the rumors were that they were not happy with his uh, his. Um, direction for the movie and so they just de- decided to part ways with Colin Dude, I believe the uh the quote was uh they couldn't they couldn't uh put up with his or that he was uh difficult to work with is what I what I read in an article. Oh I didn't hear that really? Yeah and I don't know if it was like an official I don't know if it was an official statement or I mean I, I don't think Lucasfilm would put something like that out but um like an yeah, inside source or something. Yeah, like an inside source was saying that, um, you know, they just, it was, he was just very difficult to work with. And I guess, uh, oh, man, that's crazy. You know, even, even the, even like, you know, the, cause I mean, it, I, I don't think it's filming yet or anything yet. Right. No, they're not. not so, right now it's in the script I'm assuming phase. It was, yeah. So I'm assuming that it was just like, you know, him and the higher up, the exec with the, uh, Kathleen Kennedy or whoever else is like involved in that. Oh, project. wait a minute. Just, You're right. I heard something about, that Kathleen Kennedy is the one that had some issues with him or something. Like there was, they just yeah, couldn't get along something or something. Like that, yeah. yeah, dude. So that's, that's pretty hardcore, man. And like, it's just, um, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, we were kind of talking about a little bit before we started was, you know, the idea that, that Lucasfilm had to bring in all these different directors you know, all these, like, young, up-and-coming directors or whatever, people who, you know, they wanted to just kind of give them a shot and get, like, new voices out there for this, like, iconic franchise. It's kind of backfiring on them, dude. Like, it doesn't really seem to be working out too well. For I them. know, I know. I yeah. mean, it, it all just kind of started with, like, Josh Trank, you know, when he kind of got pulled off the... Uh, the Boba Fett movie. He got pulled movie. off his, like, Boba Fett movie. Um, and then, you know, um, who what were they named? Chris and Phil Lord, I think? Or Chris Miller and Phil Lord? Yeah, uh, is, that, is that their name from the Han yes, Solo movie? Yes, yeah, yeah. There were the other ones that. Uh, well, actually, be- even before then, um, Gareth Edward, uh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards, um, he's the director for Godzilla, and there, uh-huh. yeah, you know, there there were a lot of rumors about the uh, reshoots. They you know completely changed the movie as well, and they brought in Tony Gilroy to kind of direct some other scenes and so that that's where sort of the trouble started. Thankfully Rogue One came out to be a great film, 
But then you got right. the Hans, like you mentioned, the, the Han Solo movie. They had to, um, they 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 had to fire those directors and bring in, um, a, um uh, what's his name, Howard uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, a, yeah. Yeah, it was a seasoned director to take over. And then now you're hearing about uh, Colin Trevorrow uh, being let go. And again, getting these, like you said, new voices and, and getting some, you know, maybe some creative um, input from new directors. And uh, that didn't work out. So, yeah, it looks like, you know. Do that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I wonder if it's because I obviously Marvel and Star Wars and like Disney are all kind of like under the same you know, they're all under the same roof or whatever. And it's it seemed to work out pretty well with Marvel, you know, bringing in new directors, new voices or whatever, new people bringing in their different touches, especially like, you know, Taika Waititi, I, I know it's like we talk about him a lot, but that's one that I feel like, you know, they're, they really took a risk with him and it kind of seems like it's going to pay off because all everything we've seen from Thor Ragnarok looks amazing. But I wonder if like, you know, the those choices aren't working so well because uh, it, Star Wars in and of itself, like the franchise, like just the legacy I guess that that has is so like rich and like so deep, I guess. And they kind of know they're like set in their ways in that already. I wonder if that's what's coming back to bite them in the butt. Like they have like a clear direction of what they want and they don't want to deviate from that. Like, you know, what, what we heard with the Han Solo movie was that it was too funny, I guess. Like it was becoming too much of a comedy or something like that. And it just, I guess, wasn't really falling in line with what with their they vision. wanted to yeah. portray as a Star Wars movie. So I wonder if that's kind of biting them in the butt, though, like, not, like knowing what they want and knowing what um, like direction they have to go in, and like you know, the people that they're bringing in just aren't seeing, aren't able to like translate to that or whatever. Yeah, or, like, I bring. I, their voice to that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's a, it's yeah, it's that, and I think it's also like sort of what you mentioned, right? That it's this is Star Wars, right? It's such an important franchise to them, and, and it has so much history and and the legacy behind it. Is just you just can't have somebody just you know uh, mess around with it and and damage this this property, you know? So yeah, so they they felt that you know let's get young directors, but you know, young minds to, to give their vision to what they want. But I think in a sense, Kathleen Kennedy and everybody at Lucasfilm kind of know what they want. So they want people to follow that vision. So they're kind of contradicting themselves, I think a little bit without letting, you know, right. young directors give them their, give their own vision and they're kind of directing or guiding them as to what they want. And, and it's not, you know, it's not jiving. It's not gelling with what they want. So, yeah. You know, um, I mean, it doesn't hurt to go the safe route, right? You know, go with somebody that's safe that you know has mm-hmm. who has a history of you know blockbusters and who's a great director like Ron Howard. And <clears throat> with that said, people like J.J. Abrams, and so it was announced today that J.J. Abrams will write and direct um, Episode Nine. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I'm on board, dude. I, I honestly, I, I like JJ Abrams as a director. I love his, um, you know, like his visual style and just his, uh, you know, the, the, the way he, the way he's able to, um, you know, film action and all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. Like I really enjoy his movies. So I'm, I am excited about this too. Like 
I know I, I heard some rumblings or whatever, people saying that they should have brought in uh, George Lucas to uh, to close out, you know, this this series or whatever. But I'm like, nah, dude. Like, no, obviously, and no I'm, way. I'm sure that's something that they wouldn't want to repeat with. And maybe that, that like, you know, this this trilogy or whatever is um is really important to them because they don't want a repeat of you know George Lucas's episodes one, two, and three or whatever. Like, they want to avoid that sort of you know uh, just like uh, fan backlash or whatever, and they want to make sure that they do a good job. Um, so yeah, I was kind of happy that they didn't go that route, you know, that they didn't close off, you know, this, because, and I think people were kind of assuming that this would be the last Star Wars movies, you know, like in terms of like the Skywalker saga or whatever. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, I, I feel like in the direction they're going now, especially with the Force Awakens, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to keep seeing these types of movies just kind of keep going. And I, I don't know if that's like already planned, if people have talked about that already that you know they have like a plan already set out for these movies aside from the spin-offs but um you know i i i again i'm just kind of going back to jj abrams like i feel like that's a good choice dude especially with what he did with the force awakens and yeah i understand the backlash that you got with the uh you know it's, it's basically just a carbon copy of um a new hope but um i feel like he brought enough uh, of his own style and, and enough new elements to the story that, you know, made that movie, you know, well worth the watch or whatever. So yeah, definitely. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I'm me excited. too. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they brought him back, dude. I mean, yeah, okay, he's a safe, he's a safe uh, choice, but, uh, I, you know, I love what he did with uh, Force Awakens. It's, it's his, uh, because of him, we we had uh, uh, Poe Dameron, you know, the Gran Jaguar playing Poe Dameron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, put BB-8 on screen and, and he gave us uh, Ray and Kylo Ren and, uh, and uh, Finn. So, I mean, like, who else to close it out other than the guy who brought us and started this out for us? So, you know, I, yes, and you're right, though. I've heard some grumblings around of people being like, oh, why J.J. Abrams or Lens Flair and who knows what else, right? But, um, yeah. <clears throat> but no, I, I think... Um, I don't have a problem with him, man. He's he's a true fan, like a true fan. He he loves Star Wars. In fact, remember in Star Trek, he was putting Easter eggs that related to Star Wars, like a little R2D2 right, flying yeah, exactly. in the sky. So this is before he even had any, you know, at least for, as far as I know, any indication that he was going to direct Star Wars. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a, it's always cool to have an actual fanboy directing uh, or involved in a project that he's a fanboy of. So that's actually right. pretty cool. So I'm good with it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that, um, you know, he's going to give it his all, obviously. Dude, you, you know, he puts himself into his work. So um, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm actually looking forward to it. For sure, dude. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm just... I'm just excited to see where he takes these characters and, and where the characters end up, you know, after episode eight and just, you know, hoping that, um, you know, Luke makes it to the final movie of this trilogy or whatever. Like I would want to see what JJ Abrams does with Luke Skywalker as a character and, Definitely. um, you know, like in where, where Kylo Ren is and, um, you know, and, and, and again, like, it's just cool because like you said, you know, you mentioned BB-8 and all the other characters and like, you know, Kylo Ren is one of those characters where it's like, I, I, I really enjoy him as a villain. And, um, I really want to see 
you know, where he goes in episode eight. Um, but, um, you know, it's just I, like, I just want to see, you know, this being kind of a, a, a character that JJ Abrams kind of developed, you know, in the force awakens, like where he kind of takes him, you know, in the last movie of this trilogy or whatever. So it's exciting, dude. It's, 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 uh, I, I feel like it's going to be fun, dude. Dude, JJ Abrams maybe made me actually appreciate Adam driver, dude. And I hated exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Hated that. Yeah, I wanted to punch dude. that for just because of his face, dude. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't it's know why. So it sounds yeah, stupid, dude. but it's so funny because I, you know, when and it's pretty well documented, dude. Like you know, in all the lead up to the Force Awakens and even afterwards, that was our biggest thing. It's like, yeah, they did a good job in casting him as a character because we hate the crap out of his face, dude. And all we want to do every time we see him is just like hate him, dude. But he. He made that character into one that we both really enjoy and that we just kind of invested in as a villain, but not in the sense of, like, we just want to punch him in the face. It's like he made him a very, uh, like, enthralling character. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like that we just want to be, like, uh, involved with, like, in his development or whatever and, like, see him just kind of develop as a character. And, and, um, yeah, dude, it's just... It's exciting to see that, you know, we have those type of characters in, in these Star Wars movies and like thankfully, you know, we have the guy who kinda of created it back in the driver's seat and so we get to see where he kinda of takes them from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or or after the events of episode eight. So yeah, yeah, dude, it's uh it's a good choice, dude. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. I uh I'll allow it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The way to report but, I mean proves. And, but I do hope that they like I I do hope that they they as in Lucasfilm or whatever do continue to allow you know these other directors to come in and uh, handle these movies because uh, like you said like Rogue One turned out amazing and um, you know Gareth Edwards uh, did a great job on that so uh, if they kind of I feel like if they kind of follow the um, Marvel model you know they kind of let these people just you know kind of flex their their own creativity a little bit like obviously I have them follow the plan but you know just kind of put their own stamp on things um yeah you know i hope that i hope that they do allow more people to 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 take control of these star wars movies um because, you know i would want to see someone like taika ytt you know do a star wars movie it's or, not gonna happen um, not gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not gonna yeah, happen it's, it's not gonna happen but especially know, especially uh, especially or, somebody like taika watiti go ahead or I'll just say, or even dip into that well too. Like go into, you know, let John Favreau have a Star Wars movie. Or I know he's like knee deep in like Disney right now. Like he's that dude is directing the crap out of all these Disney movies. But um, you know, just let let that dude have a chance at you know some obscure character. You know, in the Star Wars universe, I feel like he'd do a he'd do a pretty good job. Sort of like, you know, we always think about James Gunn, what he did with these obscure characters. Like, who who could imagine that he would make a freaking raccoon uh, uh, a compelling character in uh, in his movies? Right. You know what I mean? So Exactly, dude. Or or a talking tree, like, you know, the... I'll be, the he only uh, says three words, but yes, a talking tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you know, the uh, has all the heart in the world and... Anytime he's on screen, he has us like you know, just you know, he has our hearts in in his hands. We're just like melting anytime Groot says anything. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll dude. see what happens. We're, we're definitely uh, happy with JJ Abrams and uh, rooting for him. So hopefully, um, you know, he'll he'll 
he'll show us something great in 2019, December 2019. So yeah, um, oh, that was released too, right? Wasn't it like the release date for episode nine put out today, or was that already? Like, no, it was day? put out. No, they hadn't. They hadn't done it. They just put it out. Yeah, I forgot what date it is, but it's uh, it's like either December. I feel like it was December twentieth. That's what I thought. It's red too. Yeah, December twentieth, twenty nineteen. So, uh, start making line right now. Oh no, wait. I know, dude. Seriously, still need to watch episode eight first. Um, <laughs> dude, it's like, where's the trailer, man? I want to see another trailer. <laughs> Although, I know, right? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just want to see the movie. That's all I care about. But um, hey, so let's uh switch uh gears real quick. Wanted to talk a little bit uh, about two reviews that uh, we're going to do today and um, uh, we'll call it a day but uh, the one that we wanted to talk about was and how excited I am about is the new season for Narcos dude dude this just kind of uh, for whatever reason like you know when when the first two seasons came out um, we were like all over it you know like we were it was highly anticipated we were like talking about it weeks before the the season started and we were you know just loving all these characters but this one i feel like just kind of snuck up on us dude and i don't know if it was just uh you know if it was flying under the radar or you know we were just kind of uh, more involved in all these marvel uh shows that were coming out but mm-hmm. yeah dude like i i'm all about this narco show dude dude this season man i don't or this uh, season i mean i almost feel like this one's my favorite season so far man i mean it's, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it was so good. It is. It was. It was great. You know, season one and two was, you know, all about Pablo Escobar and his rise and fall of, you know, his empire and stuff. But this season, which is, uh, which focuses on the Cali cartel, for some reason, man, I enjoyed it a bit more. Which, which, which says something because I liked season one and two. There was nothing wrong with it. I enjoyed it. But I think. Right. Maybe what contributed to it is that I didn't know a lot about the Cali cartel. I mean, Pablo Escobar, obviously we knew a little bit about it and we knew where it was going to head because of, you know, history, you know, what happened with the Kelly yeah. cartel. I wasn't too, you know, um, you know, I wasn't uh, too invested into it or I didn't know too much about it. And yeah, dude, there were scenes in there. I, I actually, I know you're still, um, you know, uh, not done with it. And you're going through with it, and I uh, actually finished the whole season. And um, man, there were there were episodes that like literally had me on the edge of my seat, dude. I was on the edge of my seat in my den, dude. I was like <laughs> literally like about to like jump up and be like, "Oh my god, like what's gonna happen?" You know, like really right. like you know concerned about some of the characters and. Um, I, and I think in this season, even more so than others, dude, they, they had a lot of just Hispanic actors everywhere, dude. There were none that right. seemed to me like very forced, you know, speaking Spanish in some forced way, dude. It You know, it helps yeah. that Pedro Pascal, is that his name? Pedro yeah, Pascal, I think that, so. That he's, I always forget if it's Pedro or Pablo. Pablo I Pascal. think it might be Pedro. I think it's Pedro Pascal. And, yeah. you know, it helps that he's Spanish, you know, from, you know, it's, uh, from Spain. And he speaks Spanish just well enough, too. And just everyone else, dude. I mean, like, for example, like some of the leaders of those cartel, dude, they don't look like they're American actors. They look like they're legit, either Mexican or, or uh, South American or, Europe, you know, Spanish European actors, dude. Right, all right. Of them who, dude, have, like, the, the accent down. They speak, you know, like the way they would, dude. It's just so awesome, dude. And there's one character there, dude, when you get to him, that you truly hate this fool's face. I don't know what it is about us and hating people's faces, but 
<laughs> this fool, man, this guy, his, his name is David he, uh, right. Rodriguez, I think. He's like the son of one of the the godfathers of the cartel, like one of the main heads of the cartel. He's like one of their sons, dude. Oh, my God. When you get to it, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about, dude. You see his face. <laughs> dude, I can't wait. You see his you face, dude, it? and you're like, oh, my God, I hate this guy already, dude, because he's like a little punk, dude. Oh, my God. That's funny, dude. Yeah, right now I'm I'm I just finished watching the first episode, dude, because right like like I said, it just kinda crept up on me, dude, and then right when uh you know, like I just didn't have a chance to sit down and then we came here on vacation and we haven't been able to like just sit and watch T V but um dude the uh that first episode, man, like oh my gosh, like that that ending where they're just you know, they they, you know, announce what their plan is gonna be for the next six months and blah blah blah. And then they just kind of like at the end they have all these like tape recordings of what all the other like you know all their their you know like their whatever the other people in charge of like the business or whatever like all the stuff that they're saying about them afterwards and they're just kind of like okay you take these guys out you take those guys out it's like dude that that scene was just so crazy to me dude because I'm like dang like these guys are just straight up ruthless dude because it's like if you if you say one bad word about these guys they're just gonna straight up take you out you're done because they know they like someone else someone else like everyone is practically expendable you know like and if you're not one of those sitting in that room you know like the leaders of that of the cartel or whatever then you're Mm -hmm. you know you're pretty much like you're like i said you're expendable dude so that scene alone like kind of hooked me and i was like crap dude like I haven't been. I'm not gonna have a chance to watch this until you know a couple of weeks later. But yeah, so I'm excited for this season, dude. And again, I'm just shocked that it came up as such a surprise. At least for me, like I just wasn't anticipating this season as much as I was before. No, yeah, you're um, right about that. It, it, you know, before you see a little bit more marketing, it, I didn't see probably as much marketing on this one. But dude, I, honestly, you know, I recommend people watch it. And I, and to me, it's it's probably one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite season, man. I. I it, it just really enjoyed it a bit more, probably because again I didn't know too much about it, and so it was more of a, you know, surprise of some of the stuff that was happening, and, and enjoyed it more. So yeah, it was it was good, man. It, it was really cool. I really liked it. So, crazy, dude. Definitely so, recommend. Dude, it. Even even from that first episode, I'm already saying beta approved. Dude. There you go, so dude. Go ahead, everyone out there. If you haven't already, Did you hear Netflix really like me? Go ahead and watch that whole season. Netflix got the check. Trying to have Netflix cut the check for us, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Speaking of Netflix, I got another uh, little thing, uh, little movie I want to talk about real quick, dude. Starts Adam Scott, Evangeline Lilly, um, a lot of other uh, comedians, Chris D'Elia, um, that the black guy from Clueless. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. But um, uh, who else? Uh, there's just so many other characters, uh, so many actors in there, dude. Um, it's a movie called Little Evil, which is a Netflix original movie. Let me play the trailer for you so you can get an idea of what this movie's about. For sure. Everybody, please welcome Gary. Well, uh, my wife and I just recently got married. Gary! <laughs> She's perfect. She's everything I ever wanted. And, you know, I, I'm having a little tiny bit of trouble bonding with my new stepson, Lucas. Whoa, look at that. You found some earthworms. Good talking to you, buddy. Never really looks me in the eye. Doesn't talk much, except when he yells at me to get out of his room. Get out. 
using this weird little like, goat puppet thing. I get this sense that he's, uh... That he's evil incarnate? Yeah. Remind me again how Lucas was conceived? You remember when I told you about that crazy time in my 20s where I joined that sort of, like, cult? No, I don't think you told me about that. Peter Doomsday Cult believes that a child will rise up from hell to rule mankind and to bring on the end of the world as we know it. I think we found that child. And now, you're his stepdad. There is nothing wrong with Lucas. He's very particular. The child. He did this to me. You told me that was normal, that all kids are dicks. That's true, kids are dicks, man. But this is a different level. He's like top of the dick chain, bro. in a cornfield, Al. Well, I don't know. Field of Dreams is pretty cool. There you go, dude. Um, I watched that movie, dude. It was it was really good, man. It was really entertaining. I really liked it. I think they try to take every, like, you know, uh, any uh, horror trope and put it in the movie and uh, just kind of make fun of it. So it was, uh, they make fun of Poltergeist, uh, The Omen, um, you know, you heard there a little clip like uh, Children of the Core, and it, it's just funny. And uh, that character you heard that's talking with Adam Scott, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but in the movie, her name is Al, and uh, it, it's just hilarious, dude. She was probably my favorite character in there, but it was it was very funny, man. It was very well done. Um, I, I recommend you give it a shot. I mean, there's a, there's a chance you might like this movie as well, but I, I really liked it, I, I enjoyed the movie. Dude, it's funny because I saw the, um, you know how Netflix does that thing when you first, like, log into it or whatever, and it gives you, like, the, I, what they're, whatever they're promoting at the time, like, the main, like, the first, you know, like, the first movie that comes yeah. up, and it's a yeah. movie or whatever. So, like, that came up there, and I was like, oh, crap, like, what the heck? And then I saw, like, Adam Scott was in it, so I was like, wait, like, this can't be a real horror movie, dude, because, like, I, I wouldn't, like, that wouldn't be a believable movie having that dude like in a horror movie like it just it's just like I, but i didn't know that it was like supposed to be like a horror comedy type of thing um but uh from what i saw at first i was like dude this actually looks like like i you know how like sometimes when you just hover over like a thumbnail and it'll play like uh like the trailer of it yeah um so i started seeing some of like the trailer and i was like okay like some of this actually does look scary but like not realizing that it was like a comedy that it was supposed to be like funny too though so i'm like I was just like confused. I was like, I don't know if this is real or, or what this is supposed to be. But yeah, it did look pretty. It, it looked interesting. It was it, funny. I haven't seen it. It was funny, dude. It was funny. And his group of, uh, um, in that group where he's represent uh, uh, introducing himself, it's a group. Uh, it's like a a therapy group for step parents, so mostly stepdads. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, and it's hilarious. This little group that kind of meet. And uh, they become his friends, I guess, because they all kind of feel the same way as he does. That their stepkids right. don't. Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. I, I thought I was. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool too. So that's where you see some of the comedians who are in that 
that therapy group. So it's pretty funny. It was, it was good. I highly recommend you go watch it. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's something I recommend. Now, um, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I, I just wanted to add something. Um, you know, totally off subject and unrelated to anything we've been talking about today. But this has been—it's been bugging me this whole time since we did our last podcast, which was the fall movie preview. Oh yeah, so we didn't include uh, the Shape of Water, the new Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, I know, uh, I know. You're right that we didn't include and, that. And movie. it was like, dude, it was bugging me all freaking week, and like even the week after that, and I was just kind of like, I can't believe we brought that up, dude. And I, I was just like, we need to talk about this because it just looks so awesome, dude. Like that movie looks so great, and um, and and I, I just, I can't wait to see it, dude. But it's just anything that Guillermo del Toro does, like, um. Like I just love how he takes these fairy tale movies, like these fairy tale stories, and just like translate translates them to film. Yeah. Um. And and like just his visual style too, with like creatures and, um, uh, you know, just like his uh his ability to like take these you know whimsical like fairy tale stories and characters and just put them in real life scenarios, like real life situations. You know, like what we with what we saw in uh. Pan's Labyrinth, I feel like it's something along those lines. It's just like he's just able to do so much with like with like, you know, those those types of uh stories and, and um I'm just excited for it, dude. So Definitely dude. Just, it, uh, it it almost looks don't just doesn't it seem to you that it almost looks like an origin movie for Abe Sapien? Yeah, and I and actually I saw a lot of people say that were like kind of that was a, a bit of a criticism too because they were um you know, seeing a lot of the similarities between the two characters. Um, he even eats rotten eggs. And, yeah, right. <laughs> like exactly like uh, Abe Sapien does. Like he sets up the eggs like that, and he gets, it's it's kind of. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's, it almost seems like right. he's giving a middle finger to uh, the people who are doing the new Hellboy the without Hellboy him. People? Yeah, like but, mm-hmm. but you, you got to think too, like whether that was extracted from fairy tale too. You know, like if that character. And I'm not too familiar with that, but you know he takes a lot of uh, inspiration from like those type of stories. Um, and so I wonder if that is like some type of like Mexican fairy tale, you know, like some type of character that is like that that you know lives in the water and and that whole type of thing, and is just kind of put in his own I actually, personal spin on it. Or like you know the the Abe Sapien character too, wherever they got inspiration for that character, like if they took it out of you know some type of you know, mythology from some culture or whatever. Um, yeah. No, you know. You know, but, but I mean, I, I have no problem with that, uh, mainly because of, you know, this is, seems like a true, like, romantic story, you know, of like, uh, you know, just kind of like the surreal and, and not being able to have what you truly desire. Like, it just seems like it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a Frankenstein monster type of, type of uh story you know like romanticism in terms of that like mm-hmm. you know just just um you, you know like it's just it just seems like really cool like the the like a spin on like the classic like monster movie or whatever but well you know, speaking of monster it, movie yeah look I, I heard one of the few things I, I read was one of them was that it was uh they they feel like like if um Guillermo del Toro is making his own Abe Sapien origin movie uh, and for those that don't know, Abe Sapien is a character in Hellboy, 
Um, but it's, that is pretty close to what we've seen of what the creature looks like in uh, The Shape of Water. It looks pretty close. And there's a lot of sim- yeah. similarities between both. But I heard another article, I was reading another article, about that it almost seems like he's doing his own version of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, his own version of the Universal Monster um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is, you know, kind of like a, you know, creature that was uh, gentle, but then became, you know, uh, uh, a, a, I don't know, uh, a beast later, I guess, because of what was done to him or something. I don't know. But it was interesting to read it both ways. You know, it's either one. Aside that, it's probably just an original story from Guillermo del Toro, but a lot of people are seeing similarities between these other movies. So, yeah, man. I, and and uh, do you remember? Do you recall when that movie's coming out? Um, I can't do, but I can look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I can look it up too. But yeah, that that's definitely a movie that we should have included um, in uh, our fall preview. Uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro is so creative in the way he does his movies and his, the creatures that he makes up and we love the hellboy movies um so uh and so far from what we've seen from um this movie on uh, the trailers of this movie uh it looks pretty pretty outstanding man it looks pretty good yeah it's december 8th uh of this year oh okay so we're coming up on it pretty cool yeah dude so the shape of yeah water. man i'm just looking at all oh. the people like Shannon is in this mess. The other yeah. thing, the other thing that I had uh, read about as well was that the fact that the main actress in the movie she doesn't even talk in the whole movie, dude. She's mute. Yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no spoken word in between there. So that's that's she pretty has crazy. No dialogue. Yeah. That's that's pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. Definitely, dude. That's crazy. So. Um, Dude, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you the pick of the week. I'm waiting. I don't want to. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm going to shout right now, dude. I don't know. People are like, why is a guy screaming in a car? Call the cops. Exactly, on you. dude. I don't, want the, I don't want the cops to come <laughs> and get me. There's, there's been a man sitting in his car for 40 minutes. And he's yelling into the phone or something. I don't and know. he's yelling into Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, it's the pick of the week, and it's a different type of pick of the week. Um, because it's a trailer that I want you guys to go watch and it's called, and Jay, I don't know if you've heard of this before. It's called the disaster artist. That sounds familiar, dude. Okay. So let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, sometime in like 1980 something, sometime in the eighties or nineties, I think it is. I can't even remember. There's a guy named Tom Wizow. or was, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The room, the room, the, the movie's called the room. And yeah, it's known as also? yeah, it's known as probably the worst movie ever made. This Tom Wizzo right. or Wizzo, I don't know if I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. He wrote and directed this movie himself, and you've got to see clips. You can go on YouTube and, and put on best clips of the room, or funniest, you know, clips of the room, and you cannot believe that this movie was actually made by somebody, dude. It's like. Yeah, I it's know, dude. amazing, dude, and not in a good way. It's like right. horrible. <laughs> it's like one of those weird cyclical things where it's like it's um it's like amazing, but not in a good way. But then reverts back to being amazing in a great way because of how bad it is. Dude, it's 
um it, it's it's just oh man I, I wish i could oh i could probably play you um the one clip that um let me see if i can find this Sweet. That's not gonna work. Um, so um, yeah, I'm gonna have to find it. Maybe at our next. Uh, 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 how about our next podcast? We'll play a, a few clips of the room, and yeah, just laugh sure. at it. We'll do that, dude. But there's a there's a clip where he walks in. He's really mad, and he's like, "I didn't hit her. I didn't hit her." Oh, hi, Mark. Like, like there's no <laughs> pause in between, dude. It's like, uh, it's incredible, dude. It's just incredible <laughs> of how you know this person acted this scene so anyways so the room is there you guys can watch the funniest clips what we can do is next week we'll play some of the best clips of this movie called the room which you cannot believe will actually be real dude and um so the movie called the disaster artist is based on a book by the guy who was in that movie with the room which i think is like his friend or something about the making about the room and so james franco plays tommy wizow dude oh my god if you haven't seen this trailer go out and see the full trailer of this and you're seeing Tommy, uh, I'm sorry, um, James Franco doing an impression of Tommy Wiseau, which is uncanny, dude. It is so, and it's crazy because they did like whatever makeup they put on him, like prosthetics or whatever. Like they do a good job of making him look like the guy. You're right about that. Yes. He, he, they made him look like that dude a lot, you know? And, but the, the way he talks the you know, the, um, his, 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 uh, Kind of like he's got like a sort of accent, you know, to you know the way he talks and everything. It's yeah, it's just incredible, dude. But it's it's made to look like it's a comedy, and but at the same time, it's this um, sort of um, how would you say it? Sort of uh, not documentary, like a biopic kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty spectacular, dude. It's it's. It's gotta be. It's gotta be seen to to actually believe about what what this guy actually did. Um, here, you know, I found this clip. Let me play this one clip, and I, and this is, you know, uh, our pick of the week is actually to look at the trailer for uh, with James Franco. But this is the clip I'm talking about. Check this out. Not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh. <laughs> did you did you hear that? <laughs> no, dude. I can't. I honestly, I can't hear any of the clips that you're playing. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's, that's right. Not, I, but that's not, I've just been quiet this whole time because I was like, <laughs> I can't react to what you're. Oh you're my god! Because it's just silence. Yeah, because you're on that side. So, so when you were playing the tra- when you played the trailer for Little Evil, I was just literally sitting on like sitting in the car for like two minutes straight oops. in silence. Well, uh, looking at my looking at my Instagram. <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, um, uh, we'll uh, edit that in post, right? <laughs> oh, oh wait! Oh, there, good, oh wait! There's no editing. But anyways, yeah, just you just have to hear that clip, dude, yourself when you get a chance. Dude, it's so hilarious, dude, and his acting is is incredible. But this movie looks great, dude. A lot of people are saying that uh, James Franco uh, could be nominated for an award because of his his um, depiction of of Tommy Wiseau, his impression of Tommy Wiseau, and it just looks great, dude. I, I cannot wait, dude. And it's actually would be. If he would win an Oscar for this, this movie would come full circle, dude. From being one of the worst movies yeah, to a movie that, you know, influenced that is Oscar un- Oscar worthy or whatever. <laughs> yes. Oscar nominated movie. It is. That yeah, would be pretty insane, dude. 
that would be actually pretty great dude so anyways that's uh our show for today we're gonna let jay out of that car uh he's been in there for almost an hour so we're gonna let him out <laughs> and go back home uh or back to so where he was staying at. For, for a short episode uh, i know for so much for a short episode we're like 48 minutes in dude I know. <laughs> even if we try, we can't do a short episode. Even if we try, dude. Even with me, like potentially getting freaking probed or or <laughs> probed. attacked by whatever else is out here, we still we just we can't keep this. We can't keep these episodes shorter than an hour, even if we wanted to. I know. Even if we try, dude. But anyways, thank you, uh, dude, for calling in from uh, New Mexico. You'll be back home next week, and uh, we'll be. Uh, all uh together here next week so thanks for listening guys go ahead and share the episode with other people uh like our post uh and uh thanks for listening for the beta report this is jeff this is jay from new mexico yeah baby so next week see you later now i gotta learn how to stop this myself here there it is bye <laughs>